Good evening, Family Church Waterside. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Local. Um, it's great, as always, to connect with you in this way. Um, I hope that you can see me okay. There's a slight problem with the ceiling lights. They decided to put a horrible buzzing, to create a horrible buzzing noise when I turned them on, um, which probably be very distracting. And one of them keeps flickering, which is probably what's causing the buzzing. So I've had to turn those off. So hopefully you can still see me okay. Um, and hear me okay as well, of course. Um, but yeah, it's great to be able to connect with you in this way. Um, don't forget to say hi in the chat as well if you're watching live. Um, just wanted to mention a few things. Um, obviously, we've been sent out a recent email about a plan for a gathering from Sunday the 23rd of May. So uh, myself and Wendy are very, very excited about that and that we're able to do that. We're doing that at Hyde United Reform Church. Don't forget, it's going to be Sunday afternoons, not, not mornings at this stage. Um, it's going to be Sunday afternoons um, at three o'clock. Um, Kids Church is going to be running. Ignitions um, going to be running, um, and you need to register for those in advance. Um, you know, in the world that we're in at the moment, we we have to know in advance who's who's coming, of course. So um, you'll need to register for that. So um, I've already sent out the links, and they go out every single week, and a weekly update on Fridays as well. Um, yes, yeah, so get yourself signed up. Don't forget, there's teams you can get involved in as well. Um, you can get involved with the Kids Church team. Um, ignition team if you weren't on those teams before um, if you'd like to get get involved in those then you can and there's also a hosting team um, you can get involved in too which is um, which would be really great if you're able to be involved in that so um, yeah exciting times uh, stuff coming up um, and also we've got a prayer meeting an in-person prayer meeting coming up on on Monday the 10th of May so in a few weeks time um, that's going to be at Highland Dipping Parish Hall at half past seven um, you can't register for that yet in the sense that there isn't a link um, to register, allow you to register yet. Um, so as soon as that, as soon as the link's available, I'll send that out or text out and email it out and you can sign up for that as a maximum, please note there's a maximum of 20 at the parish hall because they, they won't allow more than 20 for, for any events or anyone hiring it. They won't allow more than 20 people. So and we've got a maximum of 20 for that, but it'd be great to gather together and just seek God's, uh, seek God's face and pray about our services, um, you know, starting on the Sunday 23rd of May. So that, that'll be... That'd be awesome. So let's just pray before we get into this. I've got a brand new series to start um, tonight. Josh did an amazing job last week, just closing off um, the series that we had been, um, has been on. But we've got a brand new um, series this evening. Um, so I'm looking forward to bringing this to you. Let's just pray before we get, we get into that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you're so, so good. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you, Lord how much you love us, your love that you pour upon us, your love and your peace and your mercy and your grace, Lord, we're so abundantly blessed, Lord, to have all those things that you've blessed upon us, Lord, Lord, we thank you for all that you provide us with, Lord, we heard in the last series about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and those tools that you've given us, Lord, you give us everything, Lord, that we need, Lord, for life, and we just thank you for that, Lord, we just say, Lord, you're just so, so good, we thank you for all that you do in our lives, I pray you just speak into our hearts this evening, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, as I said, I'm starting a new series this evening, and this new series is called Gather and Build. Gather and Build. And this series is going to be leading up to, um, you know, when, leading up to Sunday, 23rd of May, um, when services begin on Sunday um, afternoon. So it's leading leading up to that. So that's exciting. Um, and as part of this kind of series. 
of gather and build so we're going to be looking at church and different things about church and about uh, building church and about gathering together again etc hence what's called gather and build and in three weeks time so three weeks today um it'll be at the, a normal time off sunday night local at eight o'clock so sunday 9th of may we're going to have a gather and build night um for our whole for zoom for our whole congregation and and myself and wendy are going to be sharing a vision um, on that evening probably some others as well sharing some stuff about their teams what they're involved in um, so it's going to be an opportunity to, to sign up for teams just to hear vision and just to kind of get excited about um, you know what God's what God's doing in family church waterside and it's only going to be two weeks away from us obviously um, gathering again on the Sunday afternoon so yeah gather and build evening that's three weeks three weeks time Sunday 9th of May at eight o'clock so it's a normal time of SNL okay great stuff so Exciting stuff. God is God is good. Amen. So I want us to start talking about talking about church and the principles of church and just some other drawings and things um, out of that tonight. So firstly, God loves church. You know, church is not man's idea. And sometimes there are aspects, I guess, where people have made it religious um, in different in different sectors. But it was church was never ever man's idea. It is God's idea. Church is the is the bride of Christ. And the Bible says it's the it's the wife of of Jesus. He he loves his church. You know, the church is is God's plan A for for the world. Amen. You know, there is no there's no plan B if if it doesn't work. You know, it is going to work. Of course, Jesus said he would build his church, and even the gates of hell themselves would not overcome it. But there is no other plan B. There is not some alternative. It, no, God loves the church and, and he brought church together um, for a purpose. It is God's, God's plan you know, for reaching, reaching our world, for reaching this, for this, this community, this, this country and, you know, and nations um, across the world. It's been God's plan for 2,000 years. He's never deviated from that plan. The church, church was established you know, in, kind of in the book of Acts or just after Jesus ascended ascended to heaven and of course the Holy Spirit came upon upon the church so empowered and, and equipped through that and the church was established then so this has been God's plan A for 2,000 years and, and society uh, across the world has changed massively this country has changed hugely over those 2,000 years but the gospel is just as powerful now as it, as it ever was amen and people need God now just as much as they ever did of course amen so it's been God's plan for 2,000 years now one of the kind of uh, just specifically our church for a second, you know, the name of our church is Family Church, isn't it? We're Family Church Waterside, we're, we're Family Church and in the Waterside area. You know, there's a there's a make of um, paint which is called Ron Seal. Um, other types, other names of paint are available. <laughs> but, there's, but there's a type of paint or they make varnish and other things called Ron Seal. And, and I'm sure you may have seen the adverts and on the adverts it says, it does exactly what it says on the tin. So it'd be like Ron Seal wood varnish. It does exactly what it says on the tin. It varnishes wood or it'd be Ron Seal, I don't know, deck paint. It's the perfect paint for, for painting decking. Um, it does exactly what it says on the tin. And, you know, and for family church, we want that to be true as well. We want us to be truly be a family church, that we are church and that we are family. So that's what I'm going to be talking about this evening. This, as we start off the series of Gather and Build is that we are family. We are family, amen. It's not just it's not just our name; it's the reality of who we are. It's the culture of who we are. It does exactly what it says on the tin. We're family church, Waterside. We're a family. We're we're a church, and we're in the Waterside area, amen. So this is kind of start breaking this down. What does it actually mean? Well, firstly, we are in the family of God. We have been adopted into God's family. I don't know about you, but I am so pleased 
about that, that we are in the family of God. Let's look at Ephesians 1. Paul's writing in Ephesians 1 verses 3 to 10. He talks about this and there's, there's lots of different times Paul talks about this. But it says in Ephesians 1, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. So we're chosen by God, amen, to be holy and blameless. In love he predestined us to, for adoption to sonship, of course that applies to men and women, for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished upon us. With all wisdom and understanding he made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he purposed in Christ to be put into effect when times reach their fulfilment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. Amen. So praise God, as Paul encourages there, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. You know, that's part of our as part of our inheritance, and we've been we've been adopted into the family of God. So although we talked about being a family, family church, you know kind of backtracking from that and and you know when we became a christian we're in the family of god itself not just the individual church that we're in we're in a family of god and that's a family of god of course across the world amen those people who would call themselves christians who call themselves followers and disciples of jesus amen we're in, we're now in god's family we've been adopted into that and we've received every spiritual blessing in christ that is our inheritance that is part of us being in in the family of god that's that's a blessing that we've received we have every spiritual blessing in Christ. That all those things we're, we're entitled to receive. We're entitled to receive God's mercy and to receive his love and to receive his grace and to receive his peace. You know, and to receive new life and to become a new creation and a promise of eternal life. And all the spiritual giftings we've talked about over the last few weeks and the Holy Spirit who himself is a gift to us. And you know, and we could go on and on and on, couldn't we, with the list of every spiritual blessing in Christ that we've received because of what God has done for us amen i just wanted just to look at a minute just for the about the story of the prodigal son and i've got time to look at all the scripture around it but i'm sure you know what happens and this is a parable a story that jesus tells to illustrate a very profound point about about how how father god loves us and and in the prodigal son i'm sure you know he goes away he asks his father for his inheritance in the story and he, he squanders he squanders it all on kind of wild and crazy crazy living and ends up becoming destitute because he's got no money left ends up living in a on a pig farm and he's just longing to longing to just to eat <laughs> eat the food that the pigs are eating he's so hungry and then he kind of comes to his senses like what am i doing here why don't i just go back to my father even the even the slaves even all the servants of my father are treated far more better than better than i am you know what, what am i doing in this environment and you know and then he, he comes back but the, the issue the issue here is he hadn't understood the the family that he was part of he had he kind of taken that for granted and hadn't really grasped what he had and all the inheritance that he already had as part of that family and you know he starts becoming aware of that and starts to um as he sees sense of the things that he'd been missing all along and always been available to him and and we know the story is, is he as he comes back and is he's worried he's going to be judged by his father and his father's just kind of at the end of the road you know with open arms just ready to receive him receive him back luke 15 verses 22 to 32 says this but the father said to his servants this is as his sons come back but the father said to his servants quick bring the best robe and put it on him 
Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is, fa and is found. So they began to celebrate. Then the older brother has an interesting reaction. So verse 25, meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come back, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has come back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, because that's what he'd done, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, this is such a crucial bit. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Amen. So the father there was dealing with the attitude of the brother and saying, you know, everything I've always had has always been yours. Anyway, you know, every day we can we can celebrate your part of the family. That that that's fine, but don't 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 kind of you know get an attitude um, because your long lost brother is, is is come back. But the reality is, both the prodigal son and his brother learnt a very very valuable lesson that day, and the valuable lesson was the the benefits of being part of that family, that all the inheritance from the father belonged to them both all along. Amen. They both learned that very, very valuable lesson. The prodigal son learned it in a very hard way. But the benefits of being part of that family. You know, there's so many benefits of being part of the family of God. May we never ever take it for granted. All the inheritance we have, the inheritance of every spiritual blessing in Christ. What Jesus won for us on the cross. That divine exchange that took place on the cross when he took all our sin and, and our sicknesses and, and everything that wasn't good. And has now made us completely whole. Has now saved us and made us completely whole spiritually, emotionally, physically, in every every sense. We're now whole in in His presence. Amen. We're a brand new creation. You know that's what spiritually He's done within us. So the old is gone and the new has come. His, our sinful nature was nailed to the cross with Jesus. Amen. And we're now completely whole um, because of Him. And these are the benefits of being in the family of God. Amen. May we never ever take it for granted. May we never ever be like the prodigal son or you know who went off thinking that there was a better life out there, you know, when that is never, ever a reality. It's just a deception of sin. And may we never be like the older brother either, who's judging others who've gone away and come back or just isn't getting or comprehending the inheritance they currently have. They're not living in that inheritance that, that they could have had all along. Amen? So family of God is amazing, isn't it? We've been called by God, we've been, we've been adopted, and now this incredible inheritance is, is all ours because he loves to bless us and to bless his kids. So we're in the family of God, but also in a, in, in a family around the whole world, as I mentioned earlier. You know, every Christian that's around the world, we're all part of the same family or the, the body of Christ. Amen. You know, sometimes in our society, you hear a lot of negativity about, about Christianity, and they're like, well, it's, you know, it's not what it used to be, or there's not many people, as many people in church as there used to be. And, yeah, but the reality is, and, and these often things just don't get reported on, you know, the reality is there are far more Christians on the planet right now than there have been in any time in our entire history or the last 2,000 years of the church. Amen? You know, there are hundreds of millions, it's estimated there's hundreds of millions of Christians, I said, just, just in China, and the same millions in Asia and in Africa, and maybe there are, aren't as many in Europe and maybe even in the United States that were going to church, although often that was for religious reasons, just because it was 
the thing to do, um, not necessarily because they were living it out, um, even in the past. But the reality is across the world, there are more Christians than there have ever been in our whole history. And you don't see that in the news, but it is, is, a, is a reality, a fact. Amen. So we're all part of the family of God, living in very different societies, very different freedoms. Some people being persecuted, some people we live in, you know, pretty much religious freedom in, in this country. And, you know, for other people, it's a very different experience. We're all part of the family of God, the, the body of Christ. You know, and those where they are in countries where it's where the church is very much oppressed, whether it's Islamic countries or China, North Korea, and and those uh, certain parts of Africa, um, etc. Let's be let's be praying for our brothers and sisters. Let's be standing with our brothers and sisters. Amen. Where they're being where they're being persecuted, where where Christian being a Christian can literally be a matter of life and death, or at least at least imprisonment, but often even life and death. You know, and you know. These people are heroes in my eyes. You know, they stand up for the gospel and they're willing to go to prison if they have to go to prison, or they're willing to, you know, even give their life if they have to. You know, they're, they're, they're heroes. These these men and women and children that that make those decisions and and just are bold and courageous for Christ. Let's be standing with our brothers and sisters right across the world. Let's be let's be praying for them, Amen. And believing for their believing for their freedom, believing for faith and courage for them, believing for the church to. The church to continue to grow in those countries, amen, and for thousands and millions of souls to come to know him, amen. So we're part of a wider family, so we're in the family of God and we're part of a wider family. But now I kind of want to bring it back to us locally for us as Family Church Waterside and, and what it means for us that we are family as we, as we talk about gather and build as we're leading up to, you know, kind of going back to physical physical meetings so for us locally as family, we are as family church, we are family of church congregations in different locations. Just to kind of reiterate that, that we're, you know, for us with family church Waterside and with other locations um, in Portsmouth and Gospel and um, and and Haven't um, and, and different end the Philippines and Guildford, you know, where where God has planted us and God's God's using us in our communities. But we're all part of one one church one wider church across the world across the nation and across the world and we're part of this particular church that we you know we're heavily involved in which is family church amen so we're a family of different congregations we've got one heart one heartbeat we've got a heart to to reach the lost and to see our communities transformed and changed by the power of, of the gospel amen so we're, so we're a family of congregations within family church and for us in family church waterside to take our specific uh, individual congregation you know we also are a church family we are part of the same household you know, there's different things about a family or a family that's that's, that's different aspects i just wanted to kind of just draw out um different things i wanted just to mention so we're all part of the same household you know in a family this you know sometimes family dynamics can be <laughs> interesting can't they um in lots of different contexts but this is how how a great family should work and this is true for us in family churches we want, we want this to Myself and Wendy want this very much to be our culture, to have a culture that everybody belongs, that everybody is welcome, that everybody has a part to play, and that everyone is valued. I'll say that again, this, this is the culture that, that we desire for Family Church Waterside, and this to be true in all Family Church congregations, and I'm sure in churches across the world. So we're all part of the same household. Everyone belongs, everyone is welcome, everyone has a part to play, and everyone is, is valued. In a series before Christmas, we talked about um, one body and many parts, and you can read about that um, in in one one Corinthians. 
I think it is, yes, 1 Corinthians, um, you can read about that, um, about one body, uh, many parts, and kind of how that, kind of how that outworks. Amen. Every part is valued. The, the body, a physical body, has many different parts, and they all need to work together to make a body uh, healthy and effective and make it function, etc. And just, just like that, the same with the family of God, the body of Christ. You know, we all have a part to play. Everyone belongs. Everyone is equally valued. Amen. Everyone is is welcome. Praise God. So, so the house of God outworked in us. So I want to talk about more about church. Specifically, the house of God outworked us as a church family has many different rooms. I'm going to kind of use that context of a house. We often call it the church, the house of God. And look at different rooms within that church, within us as a church family, of how we all work together um, as a family unit. This family unit where everyone belongs, everyone has a part to play, everyone's got teams they get involved in, there's different things they can, they can do. Every, everyone is, is welcome. You know, everyone's welcome at the door. Everyone gets a huge, <laughs> everyone gets a huge welcome. Um, you know, whatever their background, whatever ethnicity, whatever their, um, you know, financial situation, whatever, whatever may be going on in the world, everybody is welcome in the house of God. And that, like I said, everyone is valued as well. Amen. But equal value on, on everyone because everyone's valued by God. How could we not uh, not be the same? And this is that is God's heart, isn't it? God's heart when, when people are saved is that everyone belongs and, and everyone is welcome into the family of God. And everyone has a part to play in the family of God and everyone is valued that, that's God's that's, that's God's heart we want to be carrying God's heart amen anyway so we're going to look at this as a house as a house of God and as we're looking at it as a house it looks like a house has has different rooms going to kind of bring that in a context of us as a, as a church family having different rooms okay so firstly I'm going to just expand on each of these. It's got a few different points. So firstly, our Sunday mornings, which for us will initially be afternoons, um, but we'll go back to mornings and when we're able to go back to Nosewood. Um, our, 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 so our Sunday services, as I keep saying mornings, our Sunday services are the living room of the church, are the place of great welcome. You know, when you, when you go to somebody's house, someone invites you over, and often the living room is where you hang out, isn't it? And it's where... You know, if you're a hospitable person or the person you're going to see is a hospitable person, you would hope you would get a great welcome and they'll offer you a cup of tea and offer you a cake and whatever. And, or maybe you've gone around for a meal and you have a whole uh, large meal together, buffet together or three course meal or <laughs> whatever you've been blessed to have on some pizzas or whatever it may be. But you'll get a great welcome. Amen. If this person's being hospitable. And that's, what we, that's how we want our Sunday services to be. They are like the living room of the church. We're a place where people get a great welcome, whether they're people who've been you know, a, a newer to the church, whether they've been in the church, for us the family church wars, or whether they've been in the church for 10 years, whether they've been in it for a couple of weeks, whether they're literally brand new and, and off the street and have never been in our church or, or any church before. We want them to have the same great welcome. That's very much, very much our heart, for people to feel welcome. It is like a living room. They can feel, uh, they can feel relaxed. Um, they can kind of, they can you know, they don't feel um, intimidated or, or anxious about anything. They just feel relaxed and they can just enjoy enjoy the service. Now, it doesn't mean to say we're going to water anything down. It doesn't mean to say we're not going to see the power of God expressed. It doesn't mean to say we're not going to pray for people. Those kind of things. I'm not talking about watering down anything, okay? It's really important to say that. We don't, we don't water down what the Word of God says. But we do want people to be relaxed and just enjoy being in the presence of God, just to feel totally welcome. Amen? however long you've become to church, however long you've been a Christian, to be completely welcome in the house of God. So that's the principle of our, of our Sunday, Sunday service. We'll be meeting again um, very soon. Amen. Praise God. 
So a Sunday morning, uh, so I said morning, I knew I'd say it. Our Sunday services are the living room of the church, a place of great welcome. So our connect groups, you know, we put, as a church, we put a real focus on connect groups. We believe in, in, in you know, kind of connecting in big church on Sundays and, it, and in smaller church um, during the week. And to use the same analogy, to keep the analogy going, we're talking about us as a church family and talking about the house of God having different rooms. Our connect groups are like the dining room of a house. In other words, a place of fellowship with one another and God. A place of fellowship with one another. Just like the dining room of a house when you invite someone around uh, for a meal and you just um, hang out and, and chat and get to know each other better. Um, that's what a connect groups, that's the principle of connect groups. They're a place of connecting with each other or having fellowship with, with one another and having fellowship with God but all together. Okay, so that's the principle of that. So Sunday services are like the living room of the church. Connect groups are like the dining room of the church. Okay, a place of fellowship with one another and God. Let's kind of keep this analogy going. So our discipleship courses, we very much believe in having discipleship courses as a church, which is whether it's for new Christians, whether it's, um, you know, kind of Bible academies, um, um, you know, whatever it may be, a, a prayer course, a, a course getting to know the Bible better, you know, whatever the course might be, whatever discipleship kind of looks like, like they're almost like the, the kitchen of the house. In other words, a place of preparation, just like in a kitchen is a place of preparation uh, for the food. That it's a time of preparation. Where God is preparing us, where, where God is where God is teaching us, where God is preparing us for what He wants us to do, for to go into next kind of um, the next steps uh, for Him in our Christian walk with Him. You know, our worship and, and prayer life. Just to kind of talk about this, they almost might like be like the the bathroom or the bedroom. And you may be thinking, what <laughs> what does that mean? Okay, let's just just kind of keep this analogy going. Our worship and prayer life might be like the bathroom. So a bathroom is somewhere you you get washed you? and you get clean. You know, and as we worship God and as, we, as we're praying with God and communicating with God, maybe God's got to need to do some cleaning up in us. And, and that's, that's okay. That's fine. You know, 1 John 1, 9 says, If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. What a great truth that is. I'm so glad about that. I don't know about you, but I'm just so excited about that. I'm just so thankful for that, that we can confess our sins. And he is faithful and just. And, you know, once our sins have been dealt with and then, then forgotten, as far as the east is from the west, Psalm 139 says, that's how far he has removed our transgressions from us. Aren't you pleased about that? Amen. So our worship and prayer life, maybe like the bathroom, so as we, as we worship God and as we pray and communicate with God, maybe he needs to do some cleaning up on us. Maybe he needs to convict us of some stuff, and that's that's okay. Not, not condemn us. Remember, God never brings condemnation. Romans 8 is very clear. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But the Holy Spirit will absolutely will convict us and, you know, to so we get things sorted out with God, do business with God. And I, I worship prayer in my life maybe like, like also like the bedroom. What I mean by that is the, the secret place, the secret place where you hang out with God. And it's just it's just you and him and you're connecting with him and you're, and you're praying and he's, he's talking to you and you're talking and you're talking to him. And he's, he's you know, where you're close, where you're close to God. And there's nobody else. There's nobody else around. It's, your, it's you and him, and and it, your secret, secret place as you connect with him. Okay, so that's kind of to keep that analogy going. Discipleship courses are like the kitchen, the place of preparation. Our worship and prayer life might be like the bathroom where God cleans us up, or the bedroom, the, the secret place where God connects with us so closely. So let's move on. You know, each family member has a part to play in serving the household. You know, we believe in get involved in teams. That's very much part of our culture also going out into into the field going out into going out into the world 
know, we have a responsibility to reach the lost. We're, we're a church that believes very much in Matthew 28. Um, you know, to go into all the world and to make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything um, that Jesus has commanded us. So that was the, the last thing that Jesus said before he went up to heaven. It was kind of the mandate that he was giving us, um, you know, and leaving for us, you know, to carry out. And he said he was going to send the Holy Spirit in order to empower us and equip us, equip us to do that. Amen. So all of us have a part to play in serving the household. Keep this analogy going. The household of God, the house of God, the family of God. We have a responsibility to part. Uh, sorry, a part to play in serving the household. We've all got teams that we can involved in. We all get stuck in. It's every. It's all. It's all hands on deck. Remember, every everyone's valued. Everyone has a part to play, as we talked about earlier. But also about going out into going out into the world, and going out into our world. It doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to become missionaries. Okay, and go out to Brazil or Africa or Asia or wherever it may be. But what it means about reaching your own world. Amen. Go out into our world, the world that God's put us within, the world of our workplace, our communities, our families, and make disciples and to reach people with the gospel. Amen. Now, the house of God is a place of safety, fellowship, growth, and preparation. This is, again, very much we want the culture of our church to be. It's a place of safety. It's a place of fellowship. It's a place of growth. Is a place of preparation. Um, you know, the purpose of leaders is to is to is to equip you um, for the works of ministry. That's what it says in Ephesians four uh, verses eleven. That's the purposes of apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists is to prepare prepare um, the flock, as it were. You know, for the works to prepare us as all for the works of ministry to to equip us. I mean, that's the purpose of of church leadership, so that we're able to be effective in the field. Of this world so so we have tools we talked about obviously the last series the tools of the gifts of the holy spirit is amazing tools that god has blessed us with we can we can use those tools to help reach reach our world amen and just kind of final point just to just to kind of leave you with on this is just you know let's be people who love every room of the house every room of the house that i've mentioned where, where we love our sunday services we, we love our connect groups that place of fellowship like the dining room. We love our Sunday services, the living room of the church. We love our discipleship courses like the kitchen of the church. We, 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 we love our worship and prayer life. We put, a, we put a value on that. We put a value on having a devotional life. You know, when, when, God, when God needs to clean us up, like the, the bathroom of the house, then we allow him to do that. When we need to spend time with God in the secret place like the bedroom, then, then, then we do that and kind of get away from everything else and all the other distractions and spend time with him in the secret place let's be people who put value on all of those things let's love every room of the house amen because they're all important let's be people that value connect groups if you're not in a connect group you can still get in a connect group and they're still running virtually at the moment or some people going having going on walks or different things like that and obviously they will happen in person um hopefully in, in the not too distant uh, distant future i know well they can already happen outside with up to six people um but hopefully you'll be able to come indoors soon and so anyway if you're not in a connect group then i'd encourage you to get in a connect group um you know, ask myself and wendy if you're not sure where the connect groups are and what, where they meet etc and we can uh, let you know okay so let's be committed to loving every room of the house let's just love discipleship let's let's be committed ourselves to grow and let's be committed to seeing others grow and to grow into all that god has for them let's be committed to that ourselves that we will grow into all that God has for us, that what God wants to look like, wants to become more and more Christ-like, more and more like him, let's be committed to that ourselves, but also want that for others. You know, however long they've been a Christian, or if they're a brand new Christian, that they will grow into all into all that God has for them, all the inheritance, as we talked about earlier, 
that God has for them. Amen. And let's be, also be passionate about bringing people from our world into the house. Amen. Let's be passionate about bringing those people people in. If you want to use this almost like the garden to keep that analogy going, or the, the field or the garden surrounding the house, let's be committed to bringing those people from the garden, from, from outside the house, uh, into the house. Amen. Let's be passionate about that, you know, because people need God. People, people need you know, the power of gospel to change their lives. You know, when we look at what's happening in our world, what's happening in our nation over the last year, and all the fear, all the anxiety, all the um, concern that there's, there's been, and all the difficult things that people have dealt with in the mental health issues, and etc., and people have lost jobs, and, and just a lot of stuff has happened, isn't it, over the last, over the last year. You know, people, people need God. Uh, I can say need God more than ever, but I wouldn't say it in that way because people have always needed God. But the reality is some very tough stuff has happened over the last year and God wants to bring healing, amen, healing into our communities. God wants to see those people saved. I believe these are great opportunities. You know, after what's happened over the last year, and I'm not saying God caused any of those things, but what I do believe is the fields are white under harvest. The, 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 the harvest is, you know, is ready just for us to, to receive that harvest from God to kind of send out our combine harvest for us to all be little kind of combine harvesters and bring those bring the um, you know kind of uh, you know reap the harvest amen and let's be inviting those people in from like the, the garden the fields surrounding the house bringing them in to the house of God where they can be where they can be cleaned up where they can be changed where they can be radically saved where they can be healed where mental health issues can be dealt with you know where they can find God's plan for their life they might be directionless they might be going through struggles where they can they can find total healing for them, physically, emotionally, spiritually, in every every sense, where they can be set free, where they can be made whole, amen, where they can find a purpose for their life, what God's will is for their life, and they can know the promise of eternal life, amen. Praise God, praise God. So let's be passionate about that. So I trust that's spoken into your life this evening, that we are family, we are we are family, amen. We're called Family Church, we want it to be what it says on the, on the tin, that we are truly are a family. Amen. We're in the family of God and we're a family of believers all across the world. But for us locally, we are Family Church, which is, a, which is a, another family of congregations making up Family Church. For us as Family Church Waterside, you know, we want everyone to feel they belong. This to, to work like a, a good family should. For everyone to belong, to be welcome, have a part to play, to be valued. And for us to understand that the house of God has got different rooms, like Sundays being the living room and connect groups being a dining room, etc. But all of those rooms are important. For the church to be everything God wants it to be. Let's put a high value on that and be committed um, to seeing that happen on Sundays. I'm, myself and Wendy are just so excited um, about the vision night in three weeks' time and then about um, gathering on Sundays um, from the 23rd of May. I believe that God's just going to do some amazing stuff, amazing stuff in our kids, amazing stuff in our youth and and just great stuff in our Sunday services as well. It's going to be so great just to, just to hang out in the presence of God uh, together it's been amazing just to see see you all in person as well it's going to be great so let's just be excited just looking forward to that and let's be praying towards that as well just believing that, that god's going to do incredible things and believing that god is going to bring in the harvest amen feels a white under harvest in the waterside area that, that god's going to use us as a church and all the great churches across this area to, to reap uh, an amazing harvest amen let's be committed to bringing people our, ourselves as well praise god let's just pray thank you lord Lord, you're so, so good. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for church. Lord, as you said, Lord, church is your plan A. There is no plan B. There is no alternative. Lord, well, Lord, we, Lord, you love church, Lord, so we love church. Lord, we want to love, Lord, what you love. Lord, I thank you that the church is your idea. Oh, God, and I just pray, God, that, 
Lord, as we go back to gathering, Lord God, that we just have a so such a heart, Lord, for church, Lord, and to see people set free and healed and, and delivered and, and made new, to have such a heart and passion, Lord, to see people saved. Lord, I pray we will just carry such a heart, Lord, and just carry the culture, Lord, of the church, or, or the culture we believe is your culture, Lord, that we will carry that in our hearts, Lord, that, Lord, that we will look at it that everyone is valued and everyone is welcome, Lord God. Everyone has a part to play, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. I pray we just carry that all within us, whatever our involvement is, is, is in church, Lord God. We will carry that within us. Lord, I pray we'll be committed to the different rooms of the house of God. Committed to Lord, our Sunday service, committed to connect groups, committed to discipleship, committed to, to, to reaching our world, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. You're so, so good. Lord, just use us for your purposes. And I pray, Lord, as Family Church Waterside, we truly will be a, a Lord of family. Lord, where there's such a connection, Lord, between us. Lord, such a bond between us, Lord. As, as you talked about with one body, many parts. When as, as Paul talked about with one body, many parts. When one hurts, when then then we all hurt. When one rejoices, then we all rejoice. Lord, there would be such a connection, Lord, between us, Lord, as a congregation, Lord God. There would be such unity of purpose, Lord, and of belief, Lord, between us, Lord God. Lord, and just a unity of excitement and Lord, just believing you, Lord, for, for a great harvest, Lord, in this area. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So don't forget there's different things you can sign up for on Sunday, Sunday morning. Um, the info for the Zoom. I said Sunday morning again tonight for Sunday services, Sunday afternoons <laughs> from May the 23rd and different teams you can get involved in. And don't forget about the prayer meeting coming up. There'll be a link going out for that soon so you can register for that. And the, the Zoom info for the one in three weeks time, the Gather and Build Night. Um, the Zoom info will be going out soon as well. So keep an eye out for that in your texts and emails. Have a very, very blessed week. And I'll see you soon. Bye.